Greetings for the hello. Welcome. This is Colin Rachel Hyphendara, Colin Prince. We are at the Postmasters Basic, a broadcast for the public, for the Postmasters, for the citizens of this planet, now space, wherever we are, hurling through space or in some sort of time capsule. Who knows? Let's talk about it though. And today we have a guest that I'm going to introduce here in a moment. She goes by the name Colin Lisa, and we are going to hear about some of the fascinating things that are, are going on in the world. One of those things is chickens. You guys might have heard a little bit about chickens and what's going down with the chickens and the world of the chickens and the eggs. And so we're going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to open up the chat here so you guys can drop in some stuff, some thumbs up, some postmaster salutes, some hellos. I put in a uh, that song, a remix of spook, that spooky little thing called... Do, 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 do. I wish uh, Telegram had some music. You know, you could like play sounds. Maybe later they will. Greetings, greetings. Drop something in the chat. Send some hellos, some emojis. I really love the emojis. There's some pretty cool ones out there. I love the more sacred geometry. Got some really cool animations. What do you guys got? Let's see it. <laughs> yep. Some 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 moons. How about that full moon? I thought I, I could have sworn I saw a full moon twice this last month. And I was thinking, huh, what did they do? And then we had that spy balloon or whatever that was. I was like, well, goodness, are they trying to bring in another moon or something? Who knows? All right. So we got chickens. We got eggs. We got Colin Lisa. She's coming on here in a second. We got I'm going to just mute a few people here. I don't know how that happened. Let me go through here. Just make sure we are clear with our communications. Some of you guys <laughs> I got the dog on patrol, making sure there's no bobcats around. It's pretty windy where I am at. I don't know about you guys, what's blowing through your area. Maybe you could drop it in the chat and tell me what's going on in your area, your location, your territory, as we say in the postmaster venue. And we'll start just in a second. We're going to talk about chickens, eggs. We're going to talk about uh theology we're getting into theology on this day we're getting into scientology and the this new one gang stalking have you guys heard of gang stalking <laughs> yeah that's kind of a buzzword going around urban says it's rainy windy brett says it's warming up in michigan esteban says something about mexico Windy, Maria says, high wind warnings in Ohio. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we got some windy times here too. All right, so 
we're going to talk about, like I said, Scientology, theology, gang stalking, and how this all fits in to the quantum paradigm, the realm of the postmaster, and, you know, how it fits into our daily life. All of us out there have things happen to us, and, um, you know, I feel like things, the things that happen to me outside of the venue happen inside too with friends and people and relationships, as I call them, relationships, shifts being the appropriate word there because everything's always changing and growing and shifting. But um, we're going to hear from a postmaster who really had to get right with herself, get, 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 uh, centered with her trust in what is truthful, what is honest for herself, what is a path that she wants to follow. And so I'm going to bring on Lisa. So welcome, you guys. Hello from wherever you guys are. And hello, Lisa. You are Hello, muted. hello, hello. Woohoo! In the house. Good evening, Postmasters. <laughs> Good day. Why don't you tell us how your day's been so far, and then we'll get into and anything else you want to introduce yourself with, and then we'll get into some chat about. Uh, well, I call it gang stalking. That's what we're going to call it, just because it's kind of a of a hot <laughs> buzzword lately. But we'll, we'll, I'm sure it wasn't always so uh, that the the sound of gang stalking sounds a little bit, you know, intense. But but you know, your your journey has been intense. So how are you doing? How's your day been? My day is, today is just like almost every other day. It's fun filled with animals and, and love. And that's where I've put myself. I always wanted a farm. Um, even when I was a little girl, I, I admired my grandmother so much. And she, you know, she, she had to raise goats when my grandfather was in the, in the service, in the war. And she she loved animals and so she's the one who really introduced me to animals and i just always wanted a farm with every kind of animal and i i i have just about every kind of animal now so that's you know it took me a while to get here i'm about 51 or two years old however old i am i don't really care but um i'm here now and i'm loving it and um i've got about uh, I have one pig, I have eight turkeys, um, about 100 to 120 chickens now because I capitalized on the uh, fake chicken hoax going around <laughs> this last weekend. <laughs> Everybody wants chickens. Um, I have about 100 rabbits. And Did you say a hundred, a hundred rabbits? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where do you keep a hundred rabbits? Well, we built them their own big, huge barn and it has air conditioning because, you know, they can't, they can't handle heat. So they, um, they're just, they're just happy little rabbits. I bet they are. And uh, with air conditioning, wowzers. Um, you didn't bring them, you don't dig them little tunnels? Well, they have tunnels. Yes, they do. 
they they have toys they have tunnels they <laughs> speaking of rabbits and rabbit holes uh-huh let's <laughs> let's take this <laughs> from the top cuz cuz we i love the fact that you're in the place that you want to be now because it took you quite a ways to get there and there was a lot of kind of drama to get there and yeah the way that i see it is that if you follow your heart and you follow the light, you follow truth, it always leads you where you want to be. And, and exactly. at least, at least, at least, at least I know that I feel good in myself leading myself where I want to be. I can't speak that for anyone else. And other people can always have opinions of where they think you are and where they think they are, but only each person can know that for themselves in their own heart. That's true. I, I heard well, this thing on, um, real quick, and before you go, mm-hmm. I heard this thing on, I don't know, it was like Alex Jones or something one time, and they said that people in jail, they were they were given a test of whether or not they could say the word Jesus. Can you say Jesus or God or something like that? And they and some of some of them could not say it, could not say the wor- those words. They had been so... Um, you know, whatever their life path was or what have you, or wherever that, what, you know, why it wasn't, it, they were questioning prisoners on that. It was just a fascinating concept because well, we, you know, can, I, I can stand here and say that I am, I, I stand with truth. I look to God. I, I look to the higher source. And that is, that is my connection right there. That that is the the strongest connection that I have. And I can say that. And I know other people have said that if you don't do that, if you can't do that, then you, you might not be, um, you might be in trouble. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I, I know there's a program and most people have heard of it, MKUltra. Um, I know that one of the things that they use to program is um, a ritual where someone dresses up as Jesus and abuses them. Um, That could be a reason why that person can't do that. Um, You know, that's a great, that's a great point, Lisa. That is, that is probably the main point why someone might not want to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how would you say that someone gets right with source or in their own heart or in their own way of communicating that? that that's a kind of the, theological question. I really just think the main thing that they have to do is to um, treat other people how they want to be treated. And that's where it starts. And then after you can uh, love your neighbor like you love yourself, it, it just comes easy. So that so I, I you, think that's so, the most important thing. So, so you're doing it the other way around. Cause I would do it the other way around. I would do it a love life that love thyself and then treat others that way. It, but I, I, have, I don't know. Oh, I, you're right. I do it the other way around. I have an easier time loving everyone else than mm. I do myself. And, and maybe this is why, you know, you had this experience was to learn that you need to get right with yourself and your your own connection with source or God. It or, could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just posing it, it out. There. 
Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story. Where did this journey begin for you? Well, it really began when I moved to Florida and during the uh, first Trump election. Um, I was getting involved into politics, which I had never been before, um, just because I did some research on the Clintons and all that good stuff. And so I was, I was really wanting Trump to win because I thought he was the better choice. So I started getting involved and um, I went to uh, some of the Trump rallies. And after Q came out, uh, I, I, I resonated with Q. I thought that, you know, okay, well, if this is, if this is true, this is awesome. You know, this is gonna, this is gonna really, um, bring things to light. And, and I do still believe that Q did help wake a lot of people up. Um, but I would wear, I, I I made Q shirts for one of the Trump rallies and I handed out, we are Q papers and, uh, made the mainstream media report on Q because they were hiding Q from the public. They didn't want anybody to look at the cue board. So I, uh, I thought I told my husband, I said, you know, if we can make main, mainstream media report on cue, then we can keep everybody together. You know, we, it, it can be where really where we go. One, we go all meant, meant the world to me because, you know, it takes, it's going to take a lot of us to, to be, bring the deep state down. So, and, and we did it. 56 news stations had to report the next morning and we gained a lot of followers on the keyboard. Well, that made some people pretty upset. Not sure which company that was. I think, um, I think Scientology has a lot to do with the media because of other things that have happened over the years. But, um, so a guy came up to me um, and asked me if I knew who he was, and he was big into the Q movement. And I said, I, I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to make him feel bad. So I just said yes. Well, so automatically he thought that I was one of them because of what I was doing and all this. So I was given some intel that I shouldn't have been given, I guess. And, um, as it turned out, he turned out, I don't really like to say this, but from talking to other people, they're like, okay, well, he was your handler, but he didn't do a very good job of handling me. So I don't, I don't really like saying that, but, um, he would like, okay. So he, the things he would do is, uh, try to get me to hand out his books that he wrote and, things. And I did, I did, I did those things because I believed in the Q movement, but, um, and he would always say, well, you know, keep me go trying to go in the wrong direction, like on the Q posts, because I never really did, uh, follow anybody in particular. I just would read the Q posts and, you know, try to decipher for myself. And, um, he would, he would try to keep me going in the wrong direction. He would call me and say, oh, this is what this means, you know. But, I mean, that, it was really no big deal. But anyway, so what really got me um, in trouble 
<laughs> was um, Dylan Lewis Monroe. He has a he, he wrote a Q map or drew a Q map, and it's deep state mapping projects, what he calls it. And I made copies of it, and I was at a uh, Trump sign wave, and I was ha- handing it out to everybody. <clears throat> excuse me, that was stopping at the stoplight. And uh, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, we're just fast. I'm just enthralled. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my phone was doing crazy stuff. Okay. No, no. So um, I was handing them out and a lady came up and she said, does that, is Scientology on that map? And I said, yes. And she said, well, we are all Scientologists here. And I said, well, I said, just because, you know, I said, I'm sure that, that you're all good people, but the people at the top of your organization are not. And they kind of let it go, but they didn't let it go because I found out later. <laughs> Everywhere I went, there was two or three of them that had, that were at that sine wave in my areas that I was going to, like a bar, a little dive bar that, believe me, that you don't walk in there with a a dress and high heels on. (laughs) But um, they would come, you know, they would just follow me around. I'd look around at the grocery store. There they were. There'd be different ones. It was, oh, different people. Yeah, well, sometimes different people. Okay. But But, ones that you recognized uh, over and over. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, it didn't really bother me. I'd go up and talk to them because my, the way I am, have always been, I'm probably not as much now, but I just instinctively think that everyone is good. Everyone has a good heart. And so, you know, like, Okay, maybe not L. Ron Hubbard or David Miscavige, but, you know, as far as, like, meeting people out on the street, I'm always just, I want to, I want to befriend them. I don't even care who it is. So, (laughs) but, um, I have, it sounds like you're back to that same, uh, original concept of yours, you know, to, to love thy neighbor that just just is like permeating through you. It does. It, it de- and everybody will tell you that that knows me. Um, so I forgot where I was going. But um, you're talking about all these. Uh, it, now it's starting to get a little creepy. A little, you know, you're starting to recognize some people around you that you've known and seen yeah, in other places well they, that are with that movement. They always they they want it. They they want to be your friend, right? Well, and these are science. These are these are folks that you knew were involved in Scientology? Yes. Didn't know, okay. you know, that they Much were... Much about Scientology. Didn't know that they were... Didn't know anything about Scientology uh, at but that you, point. But, but Only, you didn't know much about it, but you knew they were involved in it. I knew about um, Shelly being... Had gone missing and, you know, certain things that were just out there all over the place. But I didn't... I, I never dug into it. Yeah. Um, but they all wanted to be my friend. Everyone wanted to be my friend. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm fine with that. And I had lots of Scientology friends. And then, um, one friend, uh, came running up to me at a gas station. She's like, 
oh, thank you for wearing that cute shirt. And um, we started talking. We became friends. She came to my house. We did all kinds of stuff. Well, I didn't find out for like three years that she was a Scientologist. <laughs> and so, she never told you forthright. Um, no, know. she actually lied to me and said she uh, wasn't. But and I is that like that? Do you think now that looking back that that you know that that's that's their mo to hide that, or was that just these folks? They don't come out normally and tell you. Okay, they don't. Um, one of my friends was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm applying for a job. I don't want to put on there that I'm a Scientologist cause I won't get the job. And she actually worked for Johnson and Johnson. Um, she was quality control. <laughs> I said, did you work there D during the time when the, the, they were given babies cancer through the baby powder, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm not an easy person to be, to be really close friends with because I do uh, stop and correct and I don't sugarcoat, but I do mm -hmm. love everybody and I, I do want everything to be true and correct. So if that's the type of person that you are, it is easy to be friends. But if, if you're someone who's going to be trying to hide stuff or lie or whatever it's it's going to be tough <laughs> so so that's the place where i want to say ask you query you is that when you start getting right with yourself and you start going to you know looking within you as opposed to outward then because that sounds like your turning point uh you know when when you when you realize that this is not in line with your spirit and your strength and your truth is when you start looking within as opposed to what we were saying prior is that you're you know helping on that helping all those or being friendly on the with those around you or outside of you does well, that make sense yeah it makes sense but i'm trying to think was there really a turning point or did i mm -hmm. i mean because i really um I don't know. I've kind of always been the same. Um, did I have well, a so it, that, that, that was just kind of my observation that like you, you might have this turning point. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, more about what, what your story is with, with the all turning that. point. I think you're talking about maybe is the, um, not being quite as friendly. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think, well, maybe it, it'll come out more when you tell a little bit more about how deep this rabbit hole goes. And, you know, well, you, you, can, you only realize. need to talk about what you want to talk about, too. I didn't even realize that I was being, like, gang-stalked or anything. I thought they were just trying to be my friends. Um, when I finally realized really what was going on was uh, after I was listening to a live with Allie and Shelly on Telegram, and they put out a book. Um, it was called, uh, <clears throat> well, it was on targetedjustice.com, excuse me, a gang stalking manual. And I went and wait, I read Wait, the wait, wait, they use those terms? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. I, I, cause you and I never talked about that term. I just, <laughs> there's actually a manual. Yeah. And so when I read the book, I was like, 
freaking out because I was like, oh, that happened, that happened, that happened. <laughs> right. And, uh, it, well, some things I did realize, I mean, you, I'm sure everybody probably gets this. Everybody I know does. Um, they, like, you'll have people that just constantly text you on Telegram and say, hello, how are you doing? Or, you know, I mean, I get probably, I was getting a whole lot more. Of them. Facebook is the same thing. I don't do Facebook anymore, but um, that's part of the program. That's actually part of the program. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there, there's definitely, you know, we say within the Postmaster venue, and, and I know there's there's more to your story, too, that you could you can go into so many various rabbit holes and, you know, use your own uh, discretion for that. But, uh, yeah, I hear about some of the Postmasters getting messages or messaging others and they're new in the venue. And I think they're just, for me, it seems there's this growing up that we all have to do real quick uh, when we start getting into this venue, the postmaster venue, because it's, you know, it's contracts and it's, it's uh, has to do with sovereignty. It has to do with taking accountability in our own worlds. Uh, as chief says, you know, no one's coming to save you. So you got to do it yourself. So what does that mean? You know, that means maybe doing things that aren't, as comfortable every once in a while, as we say in uh, the one of the personal development programs I was in, the, the uh, they were they said if it doesn't make your butt cheeks quiver, <laughs> <laughs> then you know you're not doing. Maybe you do something a little bit more, you know, that's gonna challenge you more. And yeah. um, that's not to say that we need to be. Uh, you know, we just need to grow up a little bit and realize that there are people out there who, who are not right with God or their, their source their or mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. And they don't have the same volitions and outcomes and goals that, you know, you might, or I might. Right. So mm -hmm. that's what, that's the moment of truth right there. But that's it. Yes. That was that, that turning point came when I read that book, really. Um, because I, I, there was so much in there that had happened and I mean, targetedjustice.com gang stalking manual, and it says government program. So, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, people actually get paid to do this stuff. So I think that, uh, being at that, at that, uh, sine wave actually put me on a list or whatever however they do it because i had cops come to my house i had a guy break in my house i tried to press charges i caught him red-handed the cops come in they throw their black dust everywhere and then they say oh we can't find any fingerprints well i caught him red-handed well you know i mean they they really didn't want they acted like kind of like i was just being stupid for wanting to press charges for a guy breaking in my house mm. And then, I mean, I actually told the cops later on when uh, something happened next door and they, they, uh, they wouldn't do anything about it. I said, I think those guys worked for you guys. I think those criminals worked for you. That's what I told them. And, and they're like, oh, no, and they're trying to laugh it off. And I said, oh, yeah, I believe they do. And this is Clearwater Police, so. 
Um, and oh. then I had a guy that that actually ran into me with his motorcycle. He had just bought beer. He was drunk in the store. Um, I pull out at the same time he does, but he's back at another entrance or exit. And he runs into my truck trying to pass me. So, you know, I was leasing or I wouldn't have even called the cops because it was just a small scratch. But you know how that is. Um, so the cop comes in and actually takes a piece off of his bike, places it down on the road, takes a picture and says, this couldn't happen the way you said it happened. Well, my husband was right behind him and seen the whole thing, too. But he goes, I'm not going to give anybody a ticket. So I just grabbed my paper out of his hand and was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, there, so there's some organized stuff going down there. Maybe the cops are even scared about retaliation or they've yeah been paid off or something. So that's it's something. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's definitely enough to, to warrant you to wonder, you know, who's serving who. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's a scary thing. So, you know, um, well, even after that, I called out, uh, how do you say his name? Gulatary or the, uh, sheriff of Clearwater. I was on a virtual meeting, um, where they were talking about giving people $500 fines for not wearing a mask. And, uh, so I called him out and I, I told him on the meeting, I said, you know, you stood up there and retook your oath on the Constitution right in front of God, Bill Barr and everybody. And now you think you're going to do this? <laughs> so he, I mean, then he came back the following week. There was a lot of people calling him out, came back the following week and said, you know, I'm not going to give anybody a ticket for not wearing a mask, but I'm going to give people tickets for uh, harassing people who aren't wearing masks. So that was good. But, mm -hmm. um, oh, and the mask thing. Oh, that's probably another reason they're pissed at me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Um, so uh, when they said that we had to wear masks, I printed out, what was it? Title 18, Section 242, the Color of Law. Um, and started handing it out and handing out, uh, I made up a bunch of uh, face mask exempt cards and started handing them out. My husband had handed them out. Everybody has, that I knew. Were you a postmaster time? Face mask exempt cards. No, were you a postmaster at this time? At that time, no. Oh, okay. Um, but you, nope. you had the wherewithal to do to print out the title like that. So that's pretty cool. I love the titles. <laughs> that's my favorite part. I just can't get it in my brain. I think there's yeah. some kind of, uh, some kind of magic going on there. Trying to yeah, keep yeah, me from for sure, learning. For sure. I got, I got some ideas around that. We got some ideas. We got some, we got some rhymes coming in. Awesome. We We're going to practice that. Uh, DCC 60 B, uh, Covery. So then you just think of the bee flying around, buzzing around. Um, here, I'm going to post it. There you go. DCC 60B covery. Rhymes with the bee. Annoying discovery. A fraud. Grammar fraud. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
so anyway, you you had uh, we'll talk about titles a little later if we have time. But you um, this title. Oh, so you- so the the very that I went out to eat with my handler that I told you about, handler, and a bunch of us. There was probably twelve of us, and we all had our cue shirts on, and I had our wait. We, handler, had, we all had. He was handling you, or you were handling? I don't understand get which no I mean really he he's tried he tried to be my handler he tried to keep me going in different directions wait when you he, say I thought the handler was someone who handled someone else's affairs not really our affairs this is a whole title like like they try to keep you off center oh so you you don't you don't get the whole picture. You don't, you, you can't learn what you really need oh, to learn. Oh, because I thought like the handler was the concept of their two people are working hand in hand. Mm, no. Well, okay. Well, you know, that's more so than really interesting. Two. I'm just, okay. I, I'm just curious because, you know, I've heard things, not that I recently there was an incident and I heard someone say something and it really, it upset me. But um, to think that, someone is the handler for someone else. What I thought they were meaning by that was that, that, that someone was someone's, um, they handled their affairs. Like they handled, they were the spokesperson for their staff or something, you know, which, which is silly. No, totally different. I mean, okay. yeah, that, that now could be one you're definition. Saying that, that, that the handler is the person that makes things go awry. So that's supposed to, okay, yes. So, Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, <clears throat> we ended up in the news a lot. My husband and I did, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was because of him. Okay. Well, that, okay. Um, because answers keep you in line. You know, if I've ever, I'm just gonna get a little vulnerable here. I uh, uh-huh. someone recently accused me of being a handler of chief, and I was like, heck yeah, someone needs to keep him in line. <laughs> I was like, I'm his business partner. Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, like someone's got to be the more, you know, like, I'm sorry, but like, that's you're his organizer. Well, (laughs) call it whatever you want. But that was to me, that was where I was going with this was like, I was like, so that's why I didn't know what the meaning was. But like, I'm like, that's, uh, you know, that that's not fair, because he and I are business partners, like, uh, you know, we run that website together, and I help Mm -hmm. him get this technology out. That's what I do. I I've done documentaries. I've done things to help get Colin Russell hyphen J Colin gold, a, a, a voice in the community where he, that's not his thing. He's just not like creative like that. He's not like a media person. He's not, I mean, the man, yeah. has con- he's, he's just so full of, of, of concepts knowledge. and yeah. content knowledge, but, but that's, but he's not like the, the director. He's not the video producer. He's not the, website builder you know it's like that's where i step in and so when i get accused of being a handler i'm just like whoa like hey yeah, thank you for I doing might that a, i might be a tough gatekeeper and i might be a tough cookie but it's because i know myself and i know that well i just it's it's hard as he says he has lots of enemies and so when people quote unquote infiltrate or file trait or come into uh-huh. this postmaster venue you know i'm it's not like my experience to work with fumbling bumblings like i don't know what they're capable of all i can say is that truth does win and i know that i do have a strong truth radar and that that will keep me 
you know, focused and honest and being on one path. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting to in the beginning with you is like, as long as I know myself, then everything else, it's like Wonder Woman, you know, it'll just bounce off or it'll, it'll reveal itself eventually. Well, honestly, Rachel, I don't know how everything has bounced off like it has other than, you know, God's got me. That's, that's all I can say because I've been drugged twice. I, I mean, things just seem to happen. Like people ask for us at, um, yeah, I'm an avid pool player. So when I moved, I, the first thing I did was seek a pool table. And, um, there have been couples come in there that are, um, that ask for us and I don't even know them and they turn out to be swingers. And honestly, I had to, I had to ask what a swinger was. I had no idea. So, and I didn't know what a pineapple meant. Like the guy says, well, are you guys into pineapples? And I'm like, yeah, I love pineapples. You know? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. They've, I don't even know what it means, but I just know it sounds like they've spoiled like the pineapple. Honor. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we had to go through a whole 20 minute conversation before I figured out what the heck they were talking about, you know? But that's, then that's the other, there was another couple that were uh, got you into diggers. trouble. <laughs> yeah, I could have. No, wouldn't have. <laughs> well, just your 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 sweetness, your naivete, with all due respect, your your candor, mm -hmm. your curiosity, and I think people, you know, take advantage have taken advantage of that. Yeah, and then another one was a a, a grave digger, and I mean they they were they were the same way. And then they were trying to get, you know, real close with us. And I'm asking the owner of the bar. I'm like, do these people ever come in here when I'm not here? And he's like, no, I've never seen them before. And I never see them when you're not here. Do and we want to know what pineapple couples. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Do we want to know what pineapple means? You don't. No, okay. it's a swinger thing. <laughs> it's a swinger oh, thing. Oh, it's a swinger thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, I grow pineapples. I mean, oh yeah. god, <laughs> huge pineapples. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, and then the the grave digger, he told us that he uh, bought a crematorium, and I'm like, at this point, I already had read the gang stalker thing and knew what was going on. And I'm like, oh, God, he bought a crematorium. So now they're planning on throwing us in there. But um, come to find out, he never even, it, he didn't. He didn't buy it. The guy that owned it still Well, I mean, that it. would have been a smart move considering what's happening. But, you know, I would have thought that was like an honest conversation where I've heard people, like, if you really want, you know, to to have a, a you know, because it's more mortuaries and, and crematoriums are actually doing well right now and I yeah, mean, not sure like, i mean it's probably a lucrative business but i mean why are you telling me this and <laughs> you know yeah okay and why so, are you lying first of all but why are oh, you telling yeah me why this? are you lying yeah yeah um but another you, reason but why they're probably mad at me is because when we first started going to that bar the owner of the bar had um 
skin cancer. And the doctor sent him home and said, there's nothing else we can do. It's stage four, you know. And um, I said, well, you know, I healed my own thyroid cancer with, you know, supplements and stuff. Do you want to try to, you know, get on a regimen and see what happens? And he's like, yeah. So, and it worked. And so then it snowballed from there. I have everybody coming to me. And look, I'm not a nurse. At this point, I kind of wish I was. Well, maybe not the big pharma nurse, but I wish I knew more. I'm going in too many different directions, though, and I really want to. No, 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 Lisa. Lisa, I want to. For those that have just chimed in, because we do have some questions here about, like, some people a little confused about what the heck Postmasters Basic is. And the Postmasters Basic, just to, for those of you that have just popped in, basically. what we're doing today is is just having a conversation with another postmaster who's had some life experiences that have brought her closer to knowing where she wants to be in her life, which is, where is that? You know, where, we're going to find out. We're going to find out where Lisa, you know, we, we started off and she's already told us she's on, you know, on her farmland and she's happy with her animals and chickens and hens and and um, rabbits and goats and things. And so, you know, that that's that's contentment for her. And she has kind of sticks to her own guns now. And yet she still studies within the, the postmaster world, the, the quantum venue for, you know, the postmaster general of our world has some technology out there. And, and this is stuff that she studies. We, I study it. And, uh, you know, we have have had things happen in our lives that we're here to share and we're here to commune. This is a community. We're building it. This is not just all about learning contract. This is about learning if, if this is the path for you, what's gone on in your world, what's gone on in, in someone else's world and, and how and where we meet as uh, sovereigns and the path that a sovereign must continue to take and wake up every day and take it. And it's not just, you know, carry on as usual per usual. It is, you know, things have to be done a little bit differently. They might take a little bit more time. They might take a, you know, people might start to get a little bit more annoyed at you because you're asking for, you know, your paperwork or your contracts or your documents a little differently because you got to fill them out a little differently and you got to do things a little differently. And I just, you know, I just ask them to honor, you know, this, this extra steps I got to take. I know it might be a little bit more cumbersome if I got to get a contract and place a stamp on it and put my autograph across it. And, you know, there, there's steps that I have to do to take. And not only with that, but with my world, uh, with, with my, my, um, my, the, the, where I live, my community. And, and so this is, you know, this is just kind of a life path, you know, it's not really like the chief sometimes says, you know, this system or, and I'm like, it's not a system. I know it's his technology, it's the technology. It's, it's here for all of us. We're learning it. We're in the very beginning stages of it. We're on a, you know, some say the new earth, and so what does that look like when we build it as sovereigns? I have friends that are, you know, afraid to step out, afraid to do something different. They're like, again, they don't want, they're, they're afraid to have those butt cheeks quiver. They're, they're just, they're doing the, the, what's easy, what's convenient, and they're not even really getting by. And so I, I, I 
question them. I ask them, you know, is this, is this what it, it means to you to be a sovereign right now? Like, and how can you get there? And what, what steps do, do, do they need to take to feel more in line with that? So. I think getting in touch with nature for me did it. I mean, it's just getting out and uh, being in the, in the, in the woods and uh, foraging for different plants to help people with their illnesses has, has really helped me a lot. To me, that's part of being a sovereign. The importance of connecting with community. I see some posts here in the chat. Um, yeah, this is an void of the formal presentation. This is just conversation. This is a bunch of, of citizens of the planet, people interested in sovereignty, trying to figure it out too. Okay. Just because we're postmasters and uh, they want to know how you become a postmaster. And I'll go into that before we leave the chat, but they want to know, you know, what that's like. And, and again, I, I, I want to emphasize that it's not just it's not just uh, that first postmaster step. You've got it takes study, it takes hard work, it takes um, knowing thyself and and continuing to do the work, continuing to um, tune out what's going on around us. That's the chitter chatter uh, that is trying to distract us from what is most important. And you know, as Lisa was saying, um, can, you know getting right with yourself, getting right with your family and friends, treating others in a, in a, and get creating that field around you, that bubble of the love, as we call it, that you want to be in mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what, what was really important for me was not to let these situations that I've been put in by people that didn't have good intentions, uh, but not letting them change my heart. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm maybe less trusting, but as far as being able to still love like I always have, I, I still do that. And I think that's maybe how I've gotten through um, all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're underestimating how much you do know yourself, you know, like you, <laughs> you probably um, knew it all along. And, you know, it's probably easier to trust yourself than it is to trust others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel that way. Well, I, I moved, um, I moved away from Clearwater and uh, several of them have been to my house here <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like they don't know where I'm at and um, things are st still happen every now and then, but I never let it steal my joy. And, um, you know, it's, there's, there's something about the now space that I find is uh, very, what is the word? Very, uh, very stimulating to truth. Because when we get 
out and, and it's, you know, I don't know if it's something I learned in yoga because in yoga, you know, we, we always learned like, you know, the past is the past and the future is the future. That's why they call the present a gift. <laughs> and, uh, it's now and it's here and it's right in front of us. And if we stay in the now, and I noticed this with yoga in the moment, the pose, if you had to hold it for longer, or it was like a hot, sweaty yoga and it was too hot or, you know, you just focused on being in the here and the now, focus on the breathing, focus on if the pose was challenging, it's just the more present I was with that, I could or am with that, uh, things just seem to lock in. Um, I tried uh, doing something a little out of my comfort zone recently. And I just was at the brink of like, I can't do this. I got it. I'm just going to give up. But then when I realized there's nothing beyond giving up except doing it, <laughs> like I was at the point of giving up. And once I met giving up, I was like, okay, now I can move beyond that. Thank God I am here because now <laughs> I can just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was an experience. So tell us, uh, is there anything else you want to uh, communicate about this whole concept of, you know, being um, a kind of a target, if you will, of others and anything else you want to end with with that? And then we'll, I would like to talk about your chickens a little bit. Okay, yeah, I just, I really would like people to, um, to get that, to, to download that book and read it if they feel like that they could be a target themselves um, because that way they, that kind of helped me in a way because now I know what's going on before they, they kind of make you feel like you're crazy. And um, also, I don't know if anybody believes in um, black magic, but I have a, uh, I have experienced some things with that as well. <clears throat> and I found out that some of the people that I made extremely mad were actually in quite into that and in, within the Scientology group. So, um, yeah, but I feel like learning about it and, and, uh, digging into it has helped me get past it and get and and bring myself back into the now space and into my happy happy self so um i i feel like the the you know i mean just look at the grammys and that sam shepherd with the where they had the ritual could you imagine mm -hmm. if you were somewhere live like that and they held a ritual in front of you that you were subjugated to i mean for lack of better words but I, I, I just, I can't imagine. And I, and I do feel that they were trying to conjure whether that were, I mean, just the look of those ladies spinning their black hair around and the blue light flashing on them. I mean, man, I was just like, they were, yeah. they were, I don't know another word for that's contract word, but they were subjugating people to that. And that was, that's, a, that's horrific in my yeah. mind. Cause I do mm -hmm. also think that they're, just getting more transparent about it, which is problematic for them uh, yeah. it's get, because it's called out more, which yeah. it's a good thing for all of us. And, um, but, but I feel like the, 
the magic aspect, you know, if anytime I feel energetically attacked or anything, I mean, we have the right to push back on that, to Mm -hmm. fend for ourselves and our own now space. I just think about what chief had to do inside that cell, you know, as he's waiting there trying to figure out the transient time when, you know, he's sitting there and they don't know what to do with him. And he's sitting there on a cold cement floor, you know, and it was cold yes. and it was, it was like naked and afraid that show. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it was like, he had to get right with, he had to get real present, go into a trance or go into just some sort of state where he could be, you know, tell himself that this too shall pass. I mean, man, and, and, yeah. and pray that there was, you know. He had to have faith. That's for sure. He had to have faith. I mean, yeah. And he, he has, I heard, I've heard him spoke about some of it and his, uh, you know, what he always says, I'm not really one to talk about theology. Like that's not his place. Cause he's still, yeah. he says, we are each allowed to, we are each allowed covery or discovery. Mm-hmm. We are each allowed to question and, and, and get right with God ourselves or get right with source. We're allowed to question it. We're allowed to, you know, to to know to, to to just wonder and um you know that can be different from from faith where faith can be like knowing that all is well and um there's a lot of different i think a lot of different theologies on it but um mm-hmm. everyone's allowed to have their own version of that for sure and um there yeah. isn't just just one way about that. And, uh, you know, faith is just, I was listening to something about faith recently and it was, um, that, oh, it was from Neville Goddard and Neville, he was talking about faith and I don't want to put words in his mouth because that guy, he's really good at, at manifestations and, and knowing, but he was talking about faith and how we, um, I, I don't think I can cr- come up with the same words that he was, but, um, if you Google it on YouTube, I think you can find, where he does talk about faith and what that is and the difference of, of, of what that is, because there are some differences in it. So wish I could yeah. remember. Yeah. Well, I was, um, I was invited to the Q castle for a Q party, um, John Mappin's castle in um, uh, the UK. Uh, it was King Arthur's birthplace when I, <laughs> but um I immediately said to to her, I said, uh, I'm, I, I, I don't have a passport and I never really wanted to get one. I'm just, I just don't want to. And she's, you know, kept trying to talk me into it. But um, as far as I know, there was never a cue party. So I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> I'm looking in the chat here. Candace says, revoke any implants, imprints, identities, overlaps, inlays, beliefs, and attitudes laid upon you. And for I concur. Yeah, for sure. Getting clear of that is, is one of the first steps of being sovereign. Like, it just makes sense. Obviously, you can't be overlay with something else. <laughs> and yes, we're all going to have our, our beliefs, but as long as we know that those are, can change and grow. And, um, then I think I always keep an open mind. Yeah. Flexible. Yeah. There's, there's the flexibility is where it's at. 
the, um, it's the, uh, you know, being, being with, Mm -hmm. with one mindset is troublesome and can be, and can, you know, I've, I've had some theological conversations, theology, theological, is that it? And, you know, it comes to this place of, you know, where ultimately when someone says mine is right, that's where the conversation gets a little awkward because it's yeah. it's like, well, I can't, I'm not going to tell you any different and I want you to have that. So go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I totally, I honor that, that person's, that's where they're at. And, you know, I've been that way. Gosh, I was that way with like raw food <laughs> and uh, vegetarianism. I was that way for a long time. And although I do love animals and wish that they didn't have to suffer, I hate monocropping. I would, you know, farming is way better small farms and farming. That's a, that's a way better concept than, um, than doing some sort of, uh, you know, monocropping where the chickens and the cows never see light. So, but yeah, Uh, my, my animals are completely happy until they hit the pot (laughs) and they don't, they don't know they're going there. So they're happy until they die. (laughs) Oh, so tell us a little bit about, you got chickens and and these chickens you how do you feed them because we're hearing lately all these (laughs) problems with with the feed that's going on do you make your own feed or compost or how do you do that well I do uh I grow a lot of stuff and they eat out of the gardens but um I'm using I was uh, well until a week ago I was using tractor supply food and I was, uh, I, I was getting, you know, 20 some eggs a day. Cause that's how many layers I have. And then I, I switched their food and I know when you switch food, you know, it's usually a day yeah. or two before Downtime. they get adjusted, but I will say that it's no different. Absolutely. Absolutely. No different. I, I really believe, and I've talked to a lot of farmers um, I really believe it's a hoax, but okay. I also agree now that I know about tractor supply as being, you know, who, who they are. Um, I also think that's a good way to get people to switch and to, uh, vote with our money. Um, who is so tractor supply? Are they now no bueno? Uh, well, it's BlackRock. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they own everything. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but here's the thing. I've started a long, long time ago getting away from anything that I consider deep state. And so I'm down to only a few things and, uh, it's hard to get away from everything, you know, but you can do, you can do what you can do. Of course, and we do vote with our money. So unfortunately, yep. money's still a thing. We like to barter around here. We do a lot of that with our neighbors. Um, we haven't been to a grocery store in whoa, a month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's what we have. The we have the goats for milk, and we have. Um, 
I haven't started making my own cheese yet, but I'm not a real big cheese fan anymore because cheese, you know, didn't sit well with me unless it's goat cheese, but I will make cheese. I will make goat cheese, <laughs> but I've been really busy. I've been helping a lot of people with their ailments and I, you know, I have a lot of holistic books and, and but I will say the best way to, uh, uh, heal yourself from anything is is through source and then again on i, I always go to the uh, the native americans so mm -hmm. um you know i i try to use what they use on uh, you know give it to people so um yeah i had some grapefruits and boiled them and made some quinine i guess that's what uh -huh. it is boiled grapefruit juice essentially or skins so that did was good did you put an orange in there i did not but i i didn't what does that do i don't know the um you heard that they gotta have the orange yeah. hey I, I i thought it was uh you know i thought it was was really it felt good when i was, was drinking helpful it. yeah well, thoughts a day or whatever yeah it was good i would you know because i don't drink really and so i would just do kind of a, like a little shot glass of that you know that's it's like my little yeah. my little cocktail for the day so hey i did a shot glass of turpentine the first time i heard <laughs> a shot glass of turpentine that's a lot yeah it was <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah it was a mistake <laughs> did you take that was a mistake you burn a hole right through yourself girl uh did you take uh yeah you got to drop that in some sugar or something yeah i did eventually after russell came out with his um his recipe for it i wrote it down and I gave it to a lot of people and uh -huh. a lot of people said it helped them so um okay gotcha. i was already cleaned out at that point <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but the ivermectin yeah, helped a lot of people the hydrogen or uh, chlorine dioxide you can get that on anywhere online or whatever and that's uh that is i've i really enjoyed that put that in your water i haven't done yes yeah yeah chlorine dioxide and you it's, can use citrus citric acid for um the to uh, activate it oh okay how do you do that um, well, depending on, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different protocols on, uh, his channel on Telegram. His name is, uh, is it Hubble? Jim Hubble. Uh -huh. And, uh, he has protocols for everything with that stuff. So he has a channel and it's, it's just his name. Okay. Um, uh, now my chlorine di dioxide, my MMS, um, it got sliced. The bottle got sliced. Well, I had someone here from Scientology, so I don't know if that happened because of that person or what happened, but it was no good after that. So bueno. I need to order wow. some more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like your own little, uh, little, they're like little, uh, not, uh, like, uh, not fairies, but like trickster spirits coming around yeah. you can maybe got get a big ass piece of sage <laughs> that's what i need i've actually got some of that growing right now so I'll, oh I'll yeah be, well I'll get your sage going and keep your <laughs> keep your space clean girl so yeah 
Well, um, I'm glad that. But the, I do think the chicken thing is a hoax. I really. Oh do yeah, that because... back to that chicken thing. You know, that's kind. Of, I was gonna say on that. You know, I did see a, something trending about the banks and how they um, like peep this one meme trended about this guy who says, "You took my money. It's thirteen hundred dollars." And then in in the the hysteria, he got all the other people to say that they were they were missing money too in the line, and it just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel, you know, nobody was speaking up, nobody was outraged. It just felt like he got people to concur, but they didn't exactly, you know, that wasn't like a real, you know, it wasn't a real phenomenon in this bigger sense. So it's not to say that it it's it's not, and it couldn't be obviously and nobody should keep all of their eggs in one basket no right. all puns intended but but i mean like to 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 say that it just how much that trended and all the fear trying to create around that seemed a little mm-hmm. off oh it's definitely created fear the chicken thing has created so much fear i can't tell you how many chickens i sold this last weekend <clears throat> and biddies i normally sell two for five i was selling them two for ten I went to the auction, was talking to some more farmers. They were selling for 10 each and above for one day old chicks. Oh, oh, one day. And they don't even know if they're going to last or not. They may not live. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. $10 and up. Yeah. I just I gave away my it. chicken coop because <laughs> a little hen house because I was like, yeah, okay. Someone asked for it. So I was like, you know, go for it. If you can use it knock your socks off you know because oh, i was like you're not doing chickens now well if you i got too much going on it's hard i mean it you know it's daylight to who's gonna it's... take care of them when i have to go travel you know that's the problem yeah yeah, yeah. well i'm very lucky in that sense you I need have... a handler <laughs> yeah i got a handler <laughs> now you need a farm handler farm hand i actually do i i mean when I moved here, I started throwing parties for all my neighbors, you know, not like drinking parties because nobody around here drinks, but we make, make chili, big pots of chili and have, you know, bonfires and stuff. And, um, so, and my neighbor's like, I knew you wasn't from around here because nobody around here does that kind of stuff. He said, I've lived in this, on the same holler for 30 years and I didn't know any of these people. Now I know them all. Aww. <laughs> Well, that is fantastic that you're contributing so much to your community. Lisa, you're an inspiration, aspiration, as I say, to all of us. And the uh, remember to get a little bit. Absolutely. And remember to get a little bit of seaweed there. You you sprinkle that in and you don't have to get your vino for your chili. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not know that. Yeah, the the seaweed. The seaweed, like, deactivates the the gaseous things or something. I don't know. Um, Can you put it in, like, pinto beans, too? Yeah. Yeah, I will send you the kind of seaweed. Now i got to remember which one it is. But um, I think I don't know if it matters, actually, quite honestly. But, yeah, uh, Colin Ryan says, uh, Mike Adams is going to conduct, is conducting tests on five different brands of chicken feed from tra- Tractor Supply, and uh, the results might be released this week, which would be cool. Yeah, be, I'd be That'd be cool. That. Yeah. Yeah. But just a little heads up, all the farmers around here are just uh, capitalizing on the fear, and um, we're kind of laughing all the way to the bank. So. I mean, hey, you know, it's... Uh, 
it's it's gonna it's gonna be less expensive for them if they get their chicken and and anyway so and they won't have to pay for those expensive yeah. eggs reptilian mind gerard colin gerardo says fear is not in the reptilian brain but one must know that fear manipulates the ego or the chicken brain also called the dopey crown <laughs> did not know that <laughs> So, yes, anyway, um, good talk today and great comments as always. Yes, Candace, they are saying tractor supply feed for chickens might be, but we don't know. Um, maybe those, they were also someone saying that these younger kids didn't just didn't know how to, you know, how the chickens worked. <laughs> do they, well, do they, do they make less eggs in the winter? Is that? Thing. they do okay. um they molt in the winter and um which it gives their little bodies a break you know from laying eggs every day so amen um yeah i'm sorry what i said amen everybody yeah a break. yeah everybody <laughs> so um but i i really don't think it was i, I don't know if it's the kids don't know how to raise chickens or if it's just some kind of made up thing, you know, and maybe yeah. it's to try to get people to quit buying from BlackRock. Who knows? But, well, you know, you know, could be a good thing all in all. Carson, you know. Colin Carson says Dr. McCullough endorses feed with like mixed rice, field peas, barley, a little olive oil in there and some beef tallow and then minerals. That sounds like a really expensive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, my chickens have their own gardens. They just go out and get whatever they want. Urban says, Lisa, check out Black Soldier Flies for a closed-loop feeding solution. Not sure. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay, because I don't know what that is. Uh, John, Colin John says, the Bank of America thing is somewhat true. They wouldn't cash a BOA cashier's check for me and told me to come back in a week. They had to order the money. That's true. They are, I know with my bank too, there you have to either make an appointment or, you know, you can't just take out mm -hmm. as much cash anymore. Um, he said they had to order the money, gave them a birth certificate, driver's license, real estate slide, license. Uh, they said if I didn't show them a debit card, they wouldn't cash it at all. They finally cash it after a week. Well, you know, sometimes you know well that happened to me as well yeah it was a uh, td bank so couldn't get my money for like a week i think it was oh really weeks. was it like a credit union nope td is a canadian run bank but it's a big bank i just had a bird hit the window that's a good sign isn't that like finances it's like financial Oh, I don't know, but I've held five wild birds since I've lived in this house. <laughs> You've done two what? two years. They've just come to me and landed on me, and I've held five wild birds. Isn't You're that like crazy? Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the reason I got chickens is because I was scared of chickens. Oh, really? I was scared of birds, huh. period. Yeah. Okay. And I, I just said, well, I'm going to get over this fear. And okay, so we well, got chickens. All right. Catherine wants six chickens. 
Catherine wants to know, Colin Catherine, Postmaster, wants to know, what book did you recommend to read? I think that was Gang Stalking or something. Yes, it's called, um, it's on targetedjustice.com, Gang Stalking Manual, Government Program. I, I prefer the, I'm just a gangsta walking, it's like <laughs> talking, king of my jungle. <laughs> Just colors, yeah. colors. Yeah, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. But what can I say? All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks for your great comments again. And um, don't let anybody it. steal your joy. No. And love to everyone. No. Keep intact with one's joy. How do you become a postmaster? Really? Uh, essentially. Uh, what we're talking about is a claimant postmaster within the the venue of Colin Russell hyphen J Colin Gold. What you're doing is he charges a fee for freight to cross the toll bridge. Essentially, just imagine there's a toll to your sovereignty. Now, some people will say, and you will hear, that you can be a sovereign without getting your claim of life. Okay, and in one aspect of that is true because we can all be sovereign in our hearts. But what we're mm -hmm. talking about is con is being a postmaster, being a claimant, being a post, being a sovereign in on paper, and functioning in the world. Yep, sovereign on contract, and that is that's a different process. That's a different step. And then you would say to me, well, why can't I just be a sovereign on contract like they do with the state nationals? Well, the state nationals are founded on first of all uh, a concept that's not true. That's not there that's that's a fiction it's it's founded within the fiction system what russell hyphen jickle and gold did was figure out how to disconnect their system the fiction system that we know to be the fiction world that is crumbling right now and how to literally dismantle that so that those guys running it could not perpetuate it. They couldn't keep it going. That's why it's crumbling right now. And so what he did is stepped outside that system and built a system, a new system. And that is the quantum technology. And that 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 is where the real strength lies in numbers um, as sovereigns, as we all come together together. I definitely recommend you watch lastflagstanding.com, uh, piercing-dynasty or piercingdynasty.com. There's, are there uh, warcastles.com? The, the, all these are on the YouTube channel, but definitely get your fill in if you haven't already with those documentaries. And if you've already seen them, then of course, you know, watch them again. Watch them again because it's so dense with content and to explain to everybody what just happened over the last 25 years is really hard to do. Would you concur with that, Lisa? Do you have any comments on that? Uh, yeah, it, well, it's really hard to do if you don't, it's really hard to do even when you do watch everything and, <laughs> but you know, just got to stick with it and keep, keep trying. But I, I, I'm telling you, the best day of my life was when I got my claim of the life back in the mail from Russell J. Gould. So I just felt well, like and and, and so the claim of the life is kind of like your nativity, your sovereign nativity uh, contract, 
where you autograph it and so does he. And people ask him, well, why does he have to autograph it? And the, and the, and the, it comes down to, look, he figured it out. He created a system. It's not like everybody was sitting there trying to help him figure this out. He had to do it by his, on his own right with very little help, with a bunch of gang stalkers all around him. Yes, he owns the flag. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, just imagine what it's like to perform under such pressure. And he went in and educated and got an education from the court systems and explained to them how they were operating in, in fraud, language fraud, and and that um, that the that the government had gone rogue. They had lost their flag. They had lost copyrights to it. Isn't it fascinating how many times we can see that yellow fringe flag everywhere now? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you go watch 80s movies, they didn't have a yellow fringe flag. I'm just like, wow, it's just so strange how nobody seems to care, and especially military. Yes. Yes. I mean, we care. We all care. But but it's just a fascinating phenomenon how you can have a bunch of uh, yellow fringe flags with spears on tops everywhere and nobody knows the wiser. Yeah. But I will say this, once you do get your claim of the life for the claim of the life.com, once you've done your investigations, cause I'm not here to convince anyone or sell anything. I, I really don't like that concept. I I'm just here to tell my story and, and help people kind of learn what I know. And then I share that. And, um, and then the the good news is that once you go do the investigation yourself, once you get your claim of the life, um, you learn some techniques. I guess if you don't have a claim of the life, you could still do this. But some of the postmasters are are telling us now that they have gone into their local communities and they're actually uh, getting the local enforcements and town council to present title four flags now instead of the um instead of the the yellow fringe flags they're you know they're questioning it and saying look why are you guys carrying you know inside a meeting well, or why are the police carrying this during a you know a, a community walk or whatever they're doing why are they carrying yellow fringe flags that's not right and so once as chief says once they carry the correct flag they can set the correct venue and let let them know what's up so um, it's the first baby steps, baby steps. We have to start somewhere. I'm just looking at, at some of these comments here. All right, guys. Well, I think, um, <laughs> oh, Carol in the house, Colin Carroll. <laughs> Bienvenidos, los de España y México, bienvenidos y salutations, hasta luego, we are wrapping up now, muchas gracias por todo, you guys are, um, it feels good to know that you guys are out there and you guys are here, um, we'll be here for you when we can too, and I want to thank Colin Lisa for really thank bringing you. it today, <laughs> you really made it a really, really fun and um, educational learning learning tool for us today. Learning venue. So appreciate you. Appreciate you and all postmasters and keep your joy. Peace out. Blessings, guys. I'll leave Blessings. the chat open for a couple more minutes. Bye, Lisa.